Hi guys, my name is Sushen and welcome to episode 12 of the Flag Goes Up podcast. Uh, February 2nd week, uh, time of the year to which a lot of people look forward to for different reasons, of course. However, our reason to look forward to this time of the year is Champions League and Champions League alone. Uh, nothing gets better than watching football on European nights under the white floodlights. And this is exactly what we are here to talk about. Eight scintillating fixtures that we, uh, you know, over the next two weeks out of, for which, on which we all of us will be talking about. And I've got, of course, I've got here with me Gurjot and Shivang as usual. And together for the next an hour or so, we will be talking about those eight fixtures, uh, which will, you know, will, which, which will be resuming the European football for us. So guys, Champions League, not, I mean, football doesn't get any better than this, right? 1.30 a.m. fixtures, February, I mean, relatively cold, not not as chilly as December and January, but still cold and you're getting up at 1.30 a.m. to watch football. I mean, it's, it's, it's a completely different experience, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we are, you know, we have been watching the foot, game the football from last 10 years, last 12, 10, 12 years, and this has been such constant fixture in, we uh, about the knockout game which we have after February Absolutely. till the uh, till the end of the summer till the end of May and that is which it's the showpiece event so everybody watches it has the highest viewership in the club football in particular in Europe so obviously it is one of the biggest games over there. Absolutely. Yeah, I wish I, mean, I could say the same, man. I wish I could say the same. I want no, to go back but, but waking up four in the morning, man. I want to go but you back waking up four. You don't need to wake up at 1.30. You can, you can enjoy your sleep, you know, have a full eight hours of sleep, avoid getting any dark circles. <laughs> I don't want my sleep, bro, man. I want those Champions League nights back at the Emirates, man. It's been almost five years and it kills me to see you guys so happy talking about Champions League <laughs> football and... You guys have just brought me here to banter me, I guess. Let's just let's yeah, just yeah, start. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, ho- hopefully, next season when we are recording the round of sixteen preview, all of us, all of our clubs will be in that competition. So we'll we'll have we'll have a lot to talk about. But yeah, so without wasting any time, enough of the banter, enough of enough of the romantic talk. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, the agenda at hand, which is the round of sixteen football, and it starts. On 16th morning, which is obviously 1.30 a.m. IST, with PSG and Real Madrid, arguably arguably the most blockbuster fixture of the round of 16. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do we talk about this fixture? Obviously, you know, lots of history. Lionel Messi with PSG now will be facing Real Madrid. Sergio Ramos with PSG will be facing Real Madrid. Carlo Ancelotti, Real Madrid manager, has been a former uh, PSG manager. Drax, uh, Di Maria, a former Real Madrid player. So a lot of history between these two clubs, and arguably, as I said, you know, one of the most, one of the most, but the most blockbuster picture of this this particular tie, and you know, it 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 could go either way. So talking about uh, talking and, about PSG, uh, Shane, now, no need to yeah. forget about Neymar and Mbappe in the mix as well. Like Neymar, a former Barcelona player facing uh, Real Madrid course, again, Mbappe who is linked and with Kylian Real Madrid. Mbappe, yeah, and Kylian Mbappe who could be a Real Madrid player yeah, yeah, come, uh, come starting on. next season. Yeah, so Absolutely. I think it's uh, PSG who is uh, playing the first leg at home. Is it? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in PSG. the Paris game. Yeah, PSG playing the first leg at yeah. home, right? So, so let's start with PSG then. What do we have to say about PSG? I mean, obviously they're they're playing in the Farmers League. They have thirteen <laughs> points. They are thirteen points clear at the top. Uh, it's 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 it hasn't been 
a cruise you know as as many fans would have expected given the given the kind of manager that they have given the kind of players that they have that front three of messi neymar remnen mbappe still to click but yeah. but they are they are as good as any team on their day right so how how do we what can we expect from psg or in this fixture yeah, right. i so, think yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that, as you rightly said, that these three players that we are talking about, Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi, they haven't clicked, and there is a lot of there is not a lot of cohesion right now in the squad. And yeah, as yeah. you said, they are they are playing in the Farmers League, so winning the league is not their biggest agenda. They want to be at the top of the European pinnacle. That's why they bought Lionel Messi as well to help them. But mm-hmm. when when we saw the transfer, we all felt that that. he could guide them to win the champions league but for the last 6 or 8 months they haven't looked quite convincing enough so i think this fixture would be of great importance and yeah but i still think psg would have much firepower with them to go through but it would be a tasty affair absolutely absolutely so but you know lionel messi's form has been you know in question a lot given the fact that yeah. i mean people expected him to come to psg in a star study team star study team and start firing on all cylinders from the from the get go but that hasn't happened he has struggled a little what 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 why do you think that is i think it's a different league he has played in spain for almost all his career and and all we say that it's a for farmers league but french league is a little physical and we know that in spain they like to play with the ball on the ground so i think mm-hmm. he has to adapt to the physicality of the league but i think he will come good and he has scored four to i think four goals in the champions league in the group stages for psg and i think he has done well in the group stage and yeah we'll see what he does facing his favorite enemy in real madrid i think he will be pumped up coming back to spain as well so yeah i think Lionel Messi could come could come clutch for PSG. Yes, you know the PSG. point of concern here. It is like he has only scored one league goal throughout the season right now in the two. French league. It has been two. Okay, two. <laughs> I stand corrected. It's two uh, league one goals. And as you talked already about the Champions League games, there there's not that physicality in all the games. Like they played City twice, they beat them once in the at I, I think at home I think they beat them three nil, yeah. and then at uh, at Etihad Stadium they had a different result out uh, altogether. But anyways, uh, still I believe that Messi's form it's just not uh, like sticking up to the fact that the cohesion in the team it's not suiting his system, it's not suiting his style of play maybe, and. Uh, already demands are uh, too much uh, in the like in the management of psg like they bought in uh, pochettino they want, they just didn't win, wanted they just didn't go on to win the league you know or uh, win the these french cups like domestic cups they wanted a champions the champions league the bigger prize so obviously these things uh, matter a lot uh, in competition if we say mbappe he has been scoring neymar a bit of injury crisis also going on so yeah, these yeah, things yeah. do matter uh, with Ashraf Hakimi and Marquinhos in defense. I think they have a plus advantage, plus point against Real Madrid and Hakimi again, former Real Madrid again, player. Again, a former Real Madrid player. Yeah, yeah. went yeah. to Inter and then transferred to PSG again. So many, you know, foes and friends returning. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I mean, again, uh, who? I mean, of course, uh, you know, Mbappe being PSG's top scorer with 20 goals in all competitions, we expect him to be the key player. And obviously, Di Maria is 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 in great form, and Neymar is Neymar. What would your front three be in that fixture? 
because you cannot you cannot play all four you know including di maria messi neymar and mbappe you have to bench one who do you bench if you are pochettino who do you bench do you bench lionel messi or do you bench di maria who obviously will work way harder much more harder than messi off the ball but again lionel messi is lionel messi kind of sort of kind of sort of undroppable in any team he plays who who does who does go who does go on the bench who who would go on the bench who do you would me i think neymar will go on the bench <laughs> uh, yeah 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 it's just my opinion i would have mbappe on the left messi playing as a center forward and di maria on the right because messi as you said would be he will not be tracking back and you need to give him a free role and mbappe mm-hmm. is not going to be just playing on the left he is going to be an inside forward cutting in drifting in from the left so i mm-hmm. think i will bench neymar and he's also been injured and neymar at psg is sort of like what messi was at barca he was the main creator he was like the spotlight was always on him so i think these two players neymar and messi they worked well in barcelona but i don't think the from i just saw a couple of matches of psg and i don't think it was working them three of neymar mbappe and messi up top so i would rather have di maria who can as you said work hard off the ball so that's just my opinion <laughs> all right all right shivang anything yeah, exactly. do you agree or uh, i'd uh, beg to differ it's like we always play your uh, like the most strongest team the uh, strongest 11 in the game which is most important game of the season also so you should go for messi on the right mbappe and neymar on the left in the center and it's just not about the coordination or they haven't performed uh, as of now but it's about the fact the personality on the pitch the personnel who are there and the intimidation that the opposition feels like real madrid they are not in a particular good form they have been suffering benzema mm-hmm. i think won't be playing he's injured uh, most mm-hmm. probably he's he had some uh, injury crisis or going on at real madrid and there were rumors also like uh, real madrid who play a rigid 433 system usually with casemiro cruz and uh, modric in the midfield three but i think there have been talks like they would be switching to 442 if benzema is not available so vishnu junior might be the one who will be partnering other players but okay. again neymar mbappe messi it has to be the front three for psg but man city did school them they were playing manchester city just schooled them absolutely but so they are a different yeah. they are in a different league of their own right bunzot man city liverpool there are different teams yeah i get it these are these interesting are point teams. yeah because this yeah. is a very interesting point one of the reasons why manchester city schooled them was because they controlled that midfield exactly know, exactly because those those wing backs they they invert, inverted making it a front three of those making it a front three with that dm and then obviously you have de bruyne and bernardo silva up there with sterling and mares as the wingers so given the fact that real madrid also have like one of the strongest midfield trios of modern football in casemiro arguably the best arguably the best arguably the best yeah so so can we see something similar happening do we see real madrid taking control of the ball although they do not do that they kind of play on the counter with the with vicenius you know and uh, uh, vicenius and whoever the other winger is in rodrigo or uh, you rodrigo. know uh, uh, rodrigo or uh, i forgot that who is that left footed player i mean asensio asensio yeah asensio yeah you know bombing down the wings so do we see real madrid trying to do, uh, take advantage of their superior midfield obviously they've got verati as well but i think i don't think he'll be alone he'll be able to you know be a match to real madrid's midfield so do we see similar thing happening do we see real madrid taking control of the match or would they you know play 
on the counter like they usually do i think that they would play mostly on the counter they do have a great midfield and a hard working midfield in casimiro and modric also being 36 he works very hard so yeah. but yeah but i still think that psg will have most of the ball and mm-hmm. because if they don't have the ball psg would be useless as i mentioned that man yeah. city because they will have most of the ball and they will hurt opponents yes, but yeah because real madrid also you know defend in a mid to low block so exactly. uh, the kind of gegen pressing which is you know so famous these days of teams try to win the ball higher up the pitch you and you need to do that when you have attacking fullbacks because because exactly. uh, psg have achraf hakimi so they will try to win the ball, ball back in in areas you know which are further up the pitch but real madrid try to sit back they defend in a low to mid block so i think it will be a very intriguing fixture to watch yeah. and uh, obviously you know tactics will play a play a huge role but sometimes it's just that when the teams are so close i mean so so difficult to differentiate on paper it might be a referee Clutch bad moment, referee yeah. decision or a, or a, you know or a moment of luck or a, or a defensive error which could lead to you know the tie swinging in either way so first leg predictions guys who I'm what sure. do we what do we see the score what do we are you predicting the whole the match or just the leg just the first leg man obviously it will be different it will be a different ball game during the second leg but how do we see the first leg going because you know based on the result of the first leg is how the managers try to set up their team for the second team, leg yeah. let's say if real madrid don't come out with an away goal ancelotti would be very adamant on not giving out an away goal to psg and but still trying to make sure that they score uh, so that you know the tie is balanced on aggregate on whatever the score in the first leg was because of the fact that uh, the, the first leg scoreline plays a huge role in determining how the managers play their team let's just talk about the first leg right now what do we see the score uh, what do we these uh, what how do we see the scoreline looking in the first leg do we see a home win i think we should yeah, see yeah. a home win i can see a 2-0 victory for psg 2-0 yeah. we don't yeah, see yeah. we don't see real madrid scoring i think we went, we have also yeah, i think i think with sergio ramos also back i don't see real madrid i think and i, I didn't know about benzema and benzema is if benzema being out i think that will be a huge hit for yeah, real madrid and i can see it yeah i can see it being a psg win and i say 2-0 messi to score both the goals oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm being greedy Shiva, i'm messi fan favorite coming out <laughs> Shiva, yeah, what about you what i about do you? see a psg win obviously maybe real would come out like chip in one goal 2-1 win would be most appropriate on the night messi not I to score messi have, not to score yeah, i think maybe i think Kylian i would agree with maybe maybe yeah. and i think i would agree with uh, shivang as well i i think it will be a home win but uh, as far as uh, real madrid is concerned i like to think that they might score they would have enough in them to score at least one goal psg yeah, have initiative so also has been performing yeah. great and and psg yeah. hasn't haven't been so convincing in you know uh, in, yeah, in, exactly. in defensively i mean yeah so we could see uh, real madrid getting a crucial away goal all right then moving on we've got our next fixture in sporting versus manchester city i mean uh, <laughs> we should if we should bother talking <laughs> exactly what that's can what i was thinking about but what can we talk let's let's talk about manchester city man let's talk about pep guardiola let's talk about uh, his inverted wing backs let's talk about the shark let's, no let's talk that about let's talk about the a team who is you know 13 points or 14 points clear in the most difficult league in the world league, yes Com- most competitive league in the world what well, let's talk about manchester city i mean what do we say about them the most informed team right now with one of the most informed players in 
uh, in you know uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Riyad Mahrez. Don't miss uh, Cancelo. Don't miss Cancelo. Cancelo. Yeah. What do we What do we say about him? What do yes, we say? Yes, a revelation. This is right. Like score, uh, you know, he's going on to assist so many of the goals. He is playing on the left, on the right, everywhere, fetching so many points for me in the FPL as well. So how can you miss Cancelo? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. For me, and he's the what, best fullback right now. He's the absolutely. best fullback but, in the world right now. But what is what is with these modern fullbacks? I mean, this the kind of numbers these modern fullbacks produce was unheard of, like three, four exactly. years ago. Absolutely. How how has the game how has the game changed so much? that a fullback is such an important player in your team. I mean, given the fact that I've watched Chelsea play week in, week out, ever since Ben Chilwell got injured, Chelsea haven't been the same. I mean, they they, they cannot attack fluid, fluid, fluidly, I mean, as fluidly as they did. The counter-pressing that Thomas Tuchel likes to win the balls in a higher, up, higher areas of the pitch, they can't do that with Chilwell because of the fact, and obviously, you know, Marcus Alonso doesn't, isn't not the same player. So... But, but okay, this is a completely different conversation. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, we'll do a different episode on the yeah. on the modern on how the uh, fullback is important in a modern game. But but talking about Manchester City, uh, do we see Sporting coming out with anything in this in this in this fixture? That's I bet not hard. even a goal. I bet not even a goal. <laughs> two, you know, two clean sheets over two legs, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. But but they but are, but yeah. yeah. I said they but are defensively we, stout as well. Their midfield yeah. is brilliant. With no forwards, they, every, no every player nine. is scoring. What is this, every, what is this joke? You need to calm down, uh, Still, Chelsea won the uh, Champions League final, right? They're still no, not able to go that. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but how is Manchester City going to win the league with the, without the striker? Yeah, that's a mystery, I guess. That's Pep Guardiola's brains. I mean, I wish, I that wish. Bald-headed fraud knows that. everything. That bald-headed yeah. fraud knows everything. I mean, the kind of luck that Chelsea has with their strikers. I wish Chelsea knew how to win the league with us without a striker. I mean, if we <laughs> knew seriously? how to get results without, we would be without unstoppable. Man. We, we would be the, we would be like the best team in the world if we knew how to make, get results without a striker. But but let's talk about Sporting now. Let's be let's be respectful to Sporting but, as well. But uh, Sushain, you do have an interesting number nine right now at Chelsea. Absolutely. A absolutely. very interesting what fellow. A very, very interesting. Interesting player. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He, whenever he's on the pitch, my interest just peaks. You know, whenever he touches <laughs> the ball, whenever he makes his touch, whenever he takes his first touch, which usually yeah, flies. It usually is an assist, yards. right, for players? The yeah, first it's touch. usually assist for an opposition player. Yeah, yeah. but, oh, but right. we'll come to that. We'll, yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Uh, they are, in fact, he's, in fact, playing right now in the semi-final. Yeah, I was about to World say Cup. that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why is he in the starting lineup, but again, a different conversation. Let's give some respect to Sporting. Now, I've watched a couple of games and they play with a back three. Yeah, so they play with a back three with a very hard-working pressing team. Okay, they like to press the opposition to close out the passing areas because most of the teams, what they do is, and what Manchester City does as well, they like to play out from the back. So what 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 Sporting does is also kind sort of a sort of a gegen pressing they a tactic. They try to win the ball higher up the pitch. They try to close down players fast so that you cannot play from the back. But I think this is what Manchester City would like. I mean, if Sporting is not yeah. playing with a low block, they are coming at them. The spaces in that in those areas of the pitch would be like a feast to a shark to a shark like Manchester City. 
so 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 uh, sporting hasn't played with a low block they've they've always gone all out in their league games in the portuguese league i mean which is not as competitive as i don't think they would have find a find a team as competitive as manchester city in in that league but 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 do we see do you think sporting will play their usual way of going all out or will they sit with a low block or do will they change their shape as well or will they go with a back three back three would be a safer bet i believe they mm-hmm. need to cope up with right. the threat of the floating number 9 we don't know who will be playing that floating number 9 position it could be silva de bruyne foden jack grealish there's so many players for so many positions so <laughs> we can't even start thinking about the player like the starting 11 would be there i mean it's it's fake to predict, uh, like predict the starting 11 of the first leg against uh, sporting mm-hmm. so it has to be like the number number of players who are there on the right number of players on the left and then the inverted full backs they're covering up in you know catching up the, all the midfield space with the dm and with the two mid, attacking midfielders as well so it's a safer bet for uh, like the uh, sporting club to make sure that they have enough number of personnel in the defense absorb the pressure and you know get an odd chance maybe to score which is far fetched again which is very which, which is yeah, which, yeah it's it's not uh, probable but yeah we could just predict like highly unlikely right highly unlikely as yeah. i said getting a goal would be a great thing for would, would, yeah style. getting a goal itself would be a great uh, accomplishment <laughs> for them so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so not to you know not to forget they have a they have a they have a good young manager i think who is only 37 year old in ruben amonim and he likes to play Uh, in in a back three, and given the fact that he's such a young manager, I I think he will lack experience in playing against a team which is as good as Manchester City. Yeah. So first leg predictions, guys. Sporting is at home. Manchester City away. I think easy two three away goals for Manchester City. Absolutely. Two three, three maybe three not, but two nil. Three zero. Three zero. Three zero. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Oh my goodness! So, so this what, this this tie is. What oh, do I you think, think this this tie would be settled in the. I mean, three. First leg. I was thinking about yeah, but I think they will be scoring a minimum of two goals, Manchester City, against yeah. uh, Sporting. But yeah, again, even if we talk about the longer picture, I think Manchester City will be will be the clear favorites in this Absolutely. match. Yeah. Uh, so all right, moving on. Next game that we have in our hands is Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Oh my God. Who? Okay. Who? Who? I mean. Go ahead, guys. Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Absolutely. I think Inter are at home. Inter are at home. Yeah, it's San Siro. What What can we expect from them? No, come on. Inter has been playing very well in Serie A this season as yeah. well. Yeah. Though after which the, wasn't so, expected, which wasn't exactly. expected. Exactly. Shocking exactly. departure yeah. of Conte, and then they also lost the number nine Lukaku. Absolutely. He was very well playing very well in the system, the which Antonio uh, mm-hmm. Conte introduced itself. They won the league uh-huh. after so many years. Alexis but Sanchez, they they've kept that system. They've kept they that kept system. that system three five two formation, that rigid formation, yeah. and they are finding success in that as well. And mm-hmm. uh, last time they had the meeting between uh, Inter and Liverpool it was in two thousand seven eight season in the round of sixteen itself, and they lost both the legs on three nil on aggregate, like one zero and two zero wins. So it wasn't a happy. Inter Milan lost that. Yeah, Inter Milan lost that against Liverpool. the same uh, okay. season fixture and mm-hmm. eventually they still have a game in hand in seria a they are first in the league i think second is napoli uh, mostly so they are playing mm-hmm. well their current form is well and we could see some competition momentum but who knows there are some you know some odd players having their good days and uh, edin zeko the replacement of lukaku scoring 12 goals in the season maybe he'll get a chance to score and make one in the back of the net 
we can see that mm-hmm. uh, going to happen like that that's going to happen in the first leg maybe so gurjod you can uh, continue if you feel uh, what uh, what are the chances for inter to actually impose some authority in the first home leg i was very i have seen, i've seen a lot of inter milan and i think that they could provide a good fight to liverpool lautaro martinez and as you said eden jacko has also hit the ground running since his transfer from roma and their midfield is also good i like look the i like the look of nicol barella as well so i think and their new wing back denzel dumfries also i think he has settled in pretty well Yeah, he was he was brilliant in the Euros. I think he yeah, was yeah. one of the one of the most standout players in the Euros. Yeah, yeah, he has settled in pretty well as well in Inter. So I think it will be a tough. It will not be an easy cakewalk for Liverpool. And I, yeah, I think that Inter Milan could get something out of this leg. I'm very, I'm very sure of it because they have been performing exceedingly well in the Serie A with Serie. imposing themselves on the team. So I think it will be a very close encounter. what about liverpool then uh, i mean of course being watching the premier league week in and week out yeah. we know how dangerous liverpool are obviously sala would be back by then mane would be back firmino would be there they would have thiago henderson sala is back i think van dijk they have van dijk they have edison i think they have their full strength team and liverpool are a dangerous unit when they are playing to their strengths i mean diogo jota has been in stupendous form mina mino is scoring with... headers man that midget is <laughs> yeah, scoring headers yeah absolutely mina mino is scoring goals whenever he's whenever he's you know asked to play in the starting lineup i think uh, this will be a good I match i think it will be a good one to watch on, I, i think, think it's on par with psg real right liverpool inter it's yeah, going to be a good one i know but but do we, but don't we think liverpool would be a little you know well, more superior yeah more yeah, superior I, on the way for us liverpool will be favorite but i that before what i said that i have watched a lot of inter milan and they look really exciting with their formation mm-hmm. of 352 lautaro martinez and edin jack also have formed this sort of a partnership that martinez had with lukaku no but but but, yeah. but 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 what what with 352 is that you only have one player on the wings right which is your wing back and with let's say who plays uh, who plays left wing back for inter milan Ambrosini, I guess. Ambrosini. Or even Perisic, even Perisic or Ambrosini, they switch. They switch the game. Yeah. Do you think either of them can deal with Alexander Arnold and Salah? Ambrosini is good defensively, and even Perisic is more of an attacking fullback. So I think that Ambrosini would be a perfect fit, so that they can switch to back five when they don't have the ball, and mm-hmm. be defensively astute to deal with their attacks or. because liverpool's wing backs uh, play a very yeah. prominent role in in exactly. when they are attacking robertson and alexander arnold and sometimes the who the, the the pivotal midfielder drops deep so it's like a back three for liverpool as well when they are defending Abino, you know they have the jordan ball and they have the ball yeah. jordan henderson or and then jota drops deep to play as a number 10 which allows sala and mane with that room to go mm-hmm. in and then you know alexander arnold and robertson occupy the so. occupy the wings yeah. on a very high position So I think it will be an interesting battle on the wings, most probably in this game because Liverpool's main players are on the wings. It, it, obviously, a wing back is a very important position for any team who plays in a back three. So I think exactly. whoever takes control of the wings will have an advantage. But I don't know why I feel that Liverpool might just edge out with this in this fixture. Of course, let's let's go ahead with the predictions. Inter Milan playing the first leg at home. Italian sides are known to be very defensive. Liverpool's exactly. attack has been outstanding this season. 
do we see liverpool coming uh, coming with a, coming uh, go, getting away getting an away goal in this fixture or do we see yeah, milan keeping would. them shut probably they would yeah i think I, i'll go for a draw i think 1-1 score draw at yeah. san siro yeah. score draw at san siro yeah. 1-1 at san siro yeah knowing that it will never ha- never happen that jurgen klopp will set out his team to play a goalless draw i think if it's a score draw in the first leg the second leg would be i mean a joy to watch that and feel to i mean amazing amazing game of football right so i think inter mm-hmm. versus liverpool very close to call uh, probably the most even fixture exactly. other than manchester uh, psg and real madrid yeah next game that we have in our hand is salzburg versus bayern munich Again, it has shades. It has shades of Sporting Man City, isn't it? Absolutely, it exactly. absolutely does. Bayern, absolutely Salzburg, does. no competition. I mean, why? Yeah, so Salzburg relatively unknown to us because obviously you know yeah. uh, they they ha- they don't feature. I mean, even though they managed to get qualify their groups, they do not go further into the competition. No, why? Because exactly. they are teams like Bayern Munich in the in the round of sixteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, who? So please tell us more about Salzburg. I mean, we we are not so familiar with Salzburg. <laughs> please, what what can we expect from Salzburg? What kind of formation do they play? Who are their players? What is what is Salzburg all about? Yeah, I was pretty surprised that Salzburg Salzburg even made out of out of the group because I was expecting Sevilla and Lille to go out yeah. of the group, but yeah, at the final home game they just won and knocked out Sevilla of the group stage. <laughs> and yeah, as they play in the Austrian league and they are top of their league with all I think that ten or eleven points clear of Rapid Vienna, who is second in their group. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think they scored eight and scored eight goals. And their their main player is I guess or uh, Karim Adeyemi, and he's their main focal point, their main striker, and also Noah Okafor. I think his goal was the one that knocked Sevilla out. And they play in a four-four-two formation, more like four-three-one-two. With okay. Adeyemi is plays like an inside forward. He he drifts off to the left and cuts in when when the team is in possession. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that he'll be the one. He's a he's a young buck as well. He's twenty year old. And I think he's a Nigerian. His nationality, okay. and I think he was their top scorer in the group stage with three goals. So yeah, that's pretty much it on Salzburg. I don't think that Salzburg would make <laughs> as a, as for Sporting as well. I don't think they will even score a goal or get a sniff of Bayern's eighteen year pot. Yeah, I guess. Manuel, Manuel. <laughs> Manuel Neuer will be in the midfield, you know, waiting his hands backside and like, okay, we scored again, we scored again, right? So that's it, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. How many how many goals will Robert Lewandowski get for Bayern? Five, five, six, maybe over the two. It should be yeah, five, six. Come on, he's a hat trick in each game. A hat trick in each game. Ah, that's being optimistic, yeah. yeah. And he still won't get yeah. the Balloon d'Or. <laughs> of course, of course he won't. Of course he won't. depend on it will depend on if whether bayern go on to win the whole thing or not but now since yeah. we're talking about bayern 
is there anything to talk about Bayern? I mean, what do we talk about Bayern? Let's talk I, about I, the I game against Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, but I, but but they they are not uh, in a in in a very comfortable position in the Bundesliga as they usually are. I think Dortmund are breathing down their necks. How does the nine point clear? Nine points clear of Dortmund. They are nine points clear. Oh yeah. my God. Dortmund That's has lost their last Dortmund. match, I think, against Leverkusen five two at home. So that and Bayern have opened the gap up to nine points. So Dortmund is like Dortmund is like German Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, what do they? <laughs> Yeah, they are like they. I I remember they they sometimes get uh, very close to Bayern Munich, even surpass them in the position. Yeah, and then they then go they back to second, second third position. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know why I've seen they've started brilliantly, have a great yeah. five six point gap, and then it's just tanks. Then they bottle it. I mean, I don't know. It's it's I why Bayern why Dortmund get so much love, although they are not they haven't been trophyless for as long as Tottenham have, but they are like they are the bottlers. I mean, they are. They, London they, they club, their, uh, London clubs, they, they like to, you know, get a sniff of the Tottenham Hotspur fans on the podcast, isn't it? Chelsea, Arsenal, <laughs> ganging up on Spurs No, but fans. that's the truth. That's the yeah. truth. They are yeah. like yeah. German Tottenham Hotspur. Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, sorry, Dortmund get a lot of love from, from, I mean, from not only from their fans, but from other fans as well. Maybe because of the fact that they try. Marco Royce plays for them. <laughs> they try. Yeah, black, yellow, and their graffitis are amazing, but I think uh, it's high time that we start start criticizing them for for bottling the league and making and selling their players to Bayern Munich and. But yeah. this time, Although, <laughs> Nicholas Sula is making the move from Bayern to Dortmund. I mean, yeah, they crazy. use the players and they can, sell them back. No, no, that's fine. But, but how can Mark? they announce a transfer like this in the middle of the middle season? Of the season. I mean, yeah. He still has to play games for Bayern. Max has done it. You know, Max has done it. I don't know, man. It's a crazy league. Who, I mean, what people what talking about possible? Bayern? I want to. Uh, I want you guys to know it. I saw their last match against Hertha Berlin, and they mm-hmm. usually play with four-two-three-one with Kimmich and Goretzka as the pivot. But this time they went for three-four-two-one, and Serge Gnabry and Kingsley Coman were playing as wing backs. <laughs> wing for the backs. most attacking for you know, fearsome wingers. <laughs> In Europe and Leroy Sane, <laughs> I don't. I think and Leroy Sane would have been on the bench. Leroy Sane was starting with th- with Thomas Muller as well and Lewandowski. <laughs> See so much attacking province. They all five were starting. Sane, ha- Sane has been performing very well in the Champions League group stages. Yeah, he's got recording assists. He's performing very well in the league yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. so what? How how is how? I mean, is the are there any differences between Nagelsmann and Hansi Flick's Bayern Munich that you've seen, or the dom- dominance is still there? But what is the style of play like? I think that Nagasman he likes to play with more intensity. Mm-hmm. They, they as I saw a very interesting start that Bayern Munich now cover more distance. The mm. player are more intense, aggressive, and I yeah, and I also, and that was the main reason where they just thrashed Barcelona home and away because Barcelona could not cope with the atten- intensity of the press. Thomas Muller and Lewandowski leading the press, and they just they were. Suck, getting sucked in by the press of Bayern Munich. And I think that is the main difference that I see, that they play with a lot of aggression and intensity under Nagelsmann. But it's a everyday or, thing now. You know, A2, previous time, this time group stages. And I was wondering, where is Barcelona? Like, we had to discuss them as well. And then just suddenly clicked. They are not in the, you know, a knockout stages. They are in the Europa League. I think, they, I think this, is, this is karma. I think Bayern... Uh, 
Barcelona deserve whatever is happening Absolutely. to them. And I say this without any remorse, without no regrets, no repentance, no sorrow, no grief. I mean, Bayern, <laughs> Barcelona deserve what they are getting. Exactly. UEFA Luna, one of the biggest cheats of club football. I At cannot European stress level, yeah. the stress out the fact enough of how UEFA protected them. It's they deserve whatever is happening to them. Stamford Bridge, two thousand nine. Yeah, of course. Brings up, it's, brings out. It brings yeah, bad I mean, memories for me as well. Two thousand nine final, two thousand eleven final, both the finals. I mean, but demolished. but I mean, okay, they, they, there wasn't any referee intervention. I mean, I think it was a fair game. Barcelona did outclass their opponents, but but still, the way the way they got into those finals, finals. can be questioned. Dubious. Yeah. 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 Let's let's. Uh, yeah. Like so, you, predictions, uh, predictions, guys. Sushen, just a second. Yeah. Like the VAR officials yeah. and the referee in, in England right now. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. We, don't, we don't can do just... a, We can do like completely different episodes on how shit referees are in. Absolutely, England. we should do that. <laughs> we should do this. We should. We do should there are so many that, matches right? lined yeah. up. No, so many United Absolutely. games also there. Chelsea games. Mark Anthony Taylor is there. So many. Mike but Dean, but so United many have like United have benefited from referees. Why are you so mad about? Bar officials haven't <laughs> been so kind, I guess. With the I handballs, with the, the game last night, last night, last night, it could have been three or four know. goals up in the first half itself. Legitimate goals, three, four legitimate goals. Okay, okay. different topic, guys. Like, different topic, different conversation. We'll come yeah, back yeah. to it. But predictions for Bayern Salzburg 3 0. <laughs> yeah, how many goals will Lewandowski score? Lewandowski will score more than Salzburg's entire, entire score line. Uh, two, he has goals. already dead. He, he has nine goals in the group stage and Salzburg has scored eight. <laughs> ah. Again, nothing to talk about. A now. good this, start. This stat is, this, this stat is uh, enough to tell you how this uh, game is going, to, going to go. Yeah. Game exactly. is going to go. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, done with the, done with the fixtures for 15th and uh, 16th of February. Now moving forward to the fixtures of 22nd and 23rd February and we start with Villarreal and Juventus. Again, I think it will be a close game. Villarreal are an are informed team. Juventus been there sometimes, have, have so, had so, their good patches, so, so but been inconsistent yeah. as well. So, yeah. so talking about Villarreal, I mean, both of you guys would be very familiar with Villarreal. They beat Arsenal in the semi-finals, beat Manchester United in the finals of to win the Europa League and that's why they are in the Champions League. So, all yours guys. What? How do we, we see, did, Villa, we do we see Villarreal them. doing? We did beat them in this year's group stages, both home and away. Yes, yes, yes. Cristiano, Cristiano doesn't, doesn't, count. Count. doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't bring you any silverware though. Does it? Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, I think Villarreal, I think They've also had the same that Salzburg had. They've won three, drawn one and lost twice, I guess, in the group stages. And mm-hmm. they've and they've scored well and conceded nine. Nine goals, I, yeah. Yeah, I think in the in the, the in the league in La Liga as well, they are where they are supposed to be, hovering around the Europa League spot. They are, I think, sixth in the La Liga. And yeah, I think they've they, got 35 points. Yeah, yeah sixth and, with 35 points. And I don't think they can get into the Champions League via the league because team Barcelona is also catching up. Real Betis and Atletico Madrid are there and I don't think they're cut out to compete for that. And mm-hmm. yeah, they did, and they did defeat Atlanta away too as well. I think that was pretty impressive in their Champions League 
journey and i think the players i think that to look out for are gerard moreno who was in fact the top scorer last year as well yeah, scoring 30 goals absolutely. he scored 30, 30 goals. goals yeah in the all competitions and this season also he is he is just he's also been injured quite a lot this season so yeah. he has scored just, i think nine goals and but it's still still decent number of goals for a yeah, for a striker yeah. who has bit injury been injured yeah he's been injured quite a lot this season and and interestingly the the signing that they made in the summer from bone bone juma he has been quite lively and he is yeah. their top scorer in the champions league with four goals and hansing has provided two assists as well so i think wow. he would be the one player to look out for and chakwizi as well he is also right winger he also quite rapid and yeah i think villarreal if it was juventus 2 or 3 years back and that i would have said that juventus it would be a cake fork but i think Absolutely. that juventus also also kind of struggling they just mm-hmm. did come back into the fourth position i think a couple of weeks back with their yeah. shiny new signing the serbian lukaku and denis zakaria they just signed <laughs> a better arsenal fan but he scored right he That's scored right arsenal fan right. speaking man Yeah, yeah, I think they were. He was heavily linked to Arsenal. I think. Yeah, he yeah. wanted Arsenal. He wanted him. Him at Arsenal so bad. He was continuously tweeting also. But did Arsenal never bid for him, or was it? Yeah, he did. Arsenal did. But he rejected Arsenal. For the yeah, he he just refused. He just wanted to go to Juventus. Arsenal was just a smoke screen because he he didn't even pick up calls. His agent, they just wanted the move to Juventus. So good luck to them. Whatever that Serbian Lukaku does. So but he not, scored on his debut, right? He scored on his debut along like, with Zakaria. They both of them like scored said, on their like debut. Like I said, scored in the first two minutes, and it didn't turn out to be the signing that I hoped for. <laughs> oh so. my god! Oh my god! But he's still there at the club. Aubameyang is not there. Lacazette is still there. Yeah, so I don't think that scoring on debut is kind of a big thing. But but he's highly rated. Yeah, even highly even Lukaku scored on his even Lukaku scored on his Chelsea return and look how that is turned out. Yeah, so I but I very still think that Vlahovic would turn out very to be a good striker. Yeah, Vlahovic I think will turn out to be a good striker and the sort of business that Juventus have done in the winter. Dani Zakaria is also a very good quality midfielder. Yeah. So I think that they will have enough in them to get through the through the this leg and the. Resurrection of Debala has also has been great because yeah. of Massimiliano Allegri getting out of the shadows of Cristiano, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what happens yeah. when Cristiano. Yeah, uh, I think Debala. Yeah, I think Debala would be Debala is a key to Juventus and how they play in four 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 three one two. They play with a diamond and Morata and Blahovic in the last match started with Debala behind them. Mm-hmm. And for funny enough, I think Federico Casia would be a big miss because he yes, he had a a fantastic very Euro. A, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Whenever the ball is at his feet, if, when I saw him at the Euros, I was excited because yeah, as you said, he's an industrial industrialist player, and I think that it will be a great miss for them. But I still think they have enough in them to get out of this like this tie. I think so. Shivang, I think you would. You would feel the same. You would agree with Guto that Juventus would, you know, go on yeah. get out of this tie. Absolutely. No, it might not be as easy as it would have been a couple Famous. of years ago. But I think still exactly. they still have they would have enough to enough firepower, go ahead. Yeah. Enough firepower. Yeah. Right. All right. Moving on, we got we can, the defending we can have the champions. Uh, uh, we can have the predictions. Yeah, please, please go ahead with yeah. the predictions. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Lille's players will be able to deal with Chelsea's gegen pressing, and I think it will should be an easy win for Chelsea. Uh, I think it will be a regulatory win. I think it. Uh, I, yeah. I think it will be a regulation win. For I do. Chelsea. Chelsea are Chelsea are playing the first leg at home. I think I expect them to keep a clean sheet. Hmm. Uh, I think uh, Reese James might be fit. Even if he is not, I think they would still have enough defensively to keep uh, Lille's attack. Lil's attack at bay, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I believe yeah, Mendy is also back, right? From Afcon. Mendy is back. Mendy has joined yeah, yeah. the joined very the good squad in 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 Abu Dhabi. Yeah, today. Uh, I mean, he's not in the squad to play the semi-final, but he's back. Salah is back. Mane is back. Every player who left for you, Africa Cup nations is back. Yeah, uh, Lil. If we talk about Lil, as I told you, Jonathan uh, Jose Font and uh, Burak Ilmaz are one of the two players. Renato Sanchez. Also, yeah, Renato Sanchez also there. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's he used a to be player. highly he's... rated. You know, of uh, three four years back, he used to be a he's like a revelation. He still is a good player. Yeah, he was. But still is from Bayern Munich. He was a good player in. Yeah, yeah, he went to Swansea on loan. Didn't click for him. Now he's playing exactly. well at Lille. He had a decent Euros as well, although he did not yeah. start mm-hmm. regularly, obviously. But he had a decent Euros. But I, I don't think the kind of form Lille are in. I think it should be a. Regulatory Chelsea yeah, win home yeah, and yeah. comfortably. Yeah, a win so, as predicted. I think a tunnel win should be uh, a tunnel win in both the legs. I think that should do it. Yeah. In the second leg, I think Reese James will be back as well. And uh, since uh, Kennedy has been recalled from loan, so I think Tuchel <laughs> wants Kennedy, to use yes. Kennedy as left wing back. So if Reese James is back, I think Tuchel can go with that back three, uh, and and not the back four that they've been playing usually. But either the formation doesn't matter the formation that he plays. I think Chelsea should have enough to win this game two nil. Touchwood. I hope I'm not jinxing by being so confident, but I think Chelsea should win. Then we have Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. Let us all let Shivang take the floor. Yeah, but was meeting yeah, let's, let's we'll, clubs, we'll, no? we'll, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll bring up we'll we'll share our views later. But let's because let's, the rant is coming. Let's go ahead with Shivang. Because the rant is coming because Cristiano Ronaldo's favorite opponents. I am sure yeah. you will try to undermine the only that silver lining. I think in this picture. Yeah, you will try to you will try to you know downplay Manchester United that they are not good and blah blah. I won't try. I won't try. The results Ralph are going to be seen. Not, okay. Ralph Ragnick is not try. doing good. Harry Maguire is a he's a French. French yeah, the French. Uh, etc. Etc. Luke Shaw should not play. You will say all you will say all those things, but if you have chamber Max, of defensive errors, Harry yeah. Maguire chamber of defensive. Um, I think, I think he, he he made that error to Burnley's goal last night, right? He made everything <laughs> miserable. The the foul, I don't know what. I mean, how can it be given an offside? I mean, uh, I mean the foul, not okay. offside. The foul. Okay. I, okay. I could understand don't that. Get, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. Yeah. It's, we should talk about the league. We will talk about it, but talk us talk us about the fixture first. Yeah. So Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Right, so it's the first time they are meeting these both clubs. They are meeting in the youth Champions League, UEFA Champions League, and Cristiano Ronaldo literally da- dragged the whole team through the group stages. If it was wasn't yeah. for his goals, they would have finished bottom of the group. He literally scored yeah, in every game he played. Okay, he scored six goals. <laughs> he scored six goals in five games, and yeah, then he had... managed to get ten points out of it. Man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And they somehow, you know, managed to get the first position in the group as well, and then they get Atletico Madrid. That's fine. But again, United has been. But at least, I mean, would you have preferred PSG or Atletico Madrid? First draw, right? I remember. It's fine. I would have preferred Lille or Sporting. I think not Atletico Madrid. Yeah, but 
but that's okay that's how no it offense. is no offense no <laughs> offense no offense to the other teams yeah seriously no offense to either two yeah yeah absolutely yeah, carry so, on carry on exactly so you know uh, under ralph ragnick after being appointed the interim manager they still have when been you know given that out performances those we performances, don't see the we don't see that gegen pressing gegen pressing you know, yeah. as, as, as i saw know how to press no, I, I saw a couple of united matches whenever they lost the ball they did not <laughs> they did not you know press to win it back they went back to their defensive positions Absolutely. i mean that they don't know pressing. how to press the players they don't understand gegen pressing counter pressing they don't understand that they switched from 4222 to now a new system of 433 with two floating eight, number 8s a single single dm uh, in the form of maybe fred or mctominay in the league in the champions league it's it's going to be exposing in the big games like against city chelsea liverpool but again but, but, that's the manager's call right we see we you know we have expectations fred and mctominay don't play together these days fred has been scoring goals as well i think it was in the absence yeah no not so many goals like he has scored two goals in the league fred i, I don't think yeah, not... he, go, he scored the first goal in ralph ragnick's era Against us, yeah. I think he's the top. Who is the top scorer under Ralph Ragnick for Manchester United? It has to be Ronaldo. Right. Nobody, has, Ronaldo, nobody yeah. has scored more than two goals, right? Fred, I think, is the joint top scorer. No, Fred hasn't scored two goals. He has scored two goals only throughout the season. First was in the first game against Leeds under Solskjaer. Okay, okay. okay. I didn't. Anyways, I but that's that's under. yeah. They they are not so attractive attacking wise. They have been you know the leaks in the defense have been. fixed for the timing but then harry maguire is playing and leaks they don't go you know hand in hand anyways so <laughs> apart from the, apart from the unrest in the club i don't know like atletico madrid is on a worse form or is it united i mean i can't pick the worst club in between the both twos yeah atletico uh, madrid has been abysmal this season absolutely yeah. they just lost to barcelona a degraded barcelona who were ten, two, one two, man two, down also four goals against barcelona barcelona yeah. absolutely <laughs> Which team does that? So I think exactly. United should be the favorites to win this one. I told you, no, only silver lining is if Ronaldo goes on to score, he goes on to. Ronaldo comes clutch. He will, of course, he will. He will score. It's Atletico Madrid. Atletico. He may. I mean, he wipes the floor with Atletico Madrid whenever he plays against them. I remember the Juventus. Diego Simeone. Diego Simeone went on to say that if uh, if it wasn't for Cristiano Ronaldo, I would have two Champions League trophies. Absolutely, fourteen, sixteen, easily. And yeah, yeah. but but again yeah. the question is but again the question is Ronaldo's form hasn't been great. He has, yeah. hasn't scored hasn't for the last five games, which is which is his longest run without Ever. a goal since two thousand ten. Ten in Real, yeah. That's last incredible. time he went on without five games, scoring five games was twelve years ago. Twelve years ago in two thousand ten. Again. So if if Ronaldo's form is not. With him, and obviously, I don't think Manchester United creates enough for Cristiano Ronaldo. Or because I mean, we we discussed this that is Ronaldo the problem, or yeah. the fact that that his teammates cannot find, find his runs, exactly his movement spaces, yeah. is that the problem? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's a problem for Manchester United, if not for Ronaldo or his exactly. teammates. Exactly. Absolutely. So even if even with if, even given the fact that if you have Cristiano Ronaldo in your team. On a European night under the white floodlights, you should be the favorites, especially if the opponents are a team like Atletico Madrid. But given his form, what can we say? I don't know. I mean, Bruno Fernandez and Cristiano are the only two players who can, you know, make things happen for the club right now. I mean, even mm-hmm. Bruno hasn't been yeah, scoring. It's down to individual. Creating. It's 
ronaldo had cristiano ronaldo not been signed they would still they would feel like a team because it was all solchars because sancho was signed and sancho let's say i mean let's let's skip that part i think it's not even yeah let's let's keep let's keep mason greenwood's part it's Out not of, right yeah. to waste our time on something like that but let's say, let's say if it was rashford greenwood uh, sorry rashford marshall and sancho had ronaldo not been signed even cavani i think mm. that cohesiveness as a team would have been there but obviously you know if you have if you've signed cristiano ronaldo and your front players have changed if you sign two attacking players if two attacking players come right into your uh, attacking uh, five players obviously it will take time to gel but i think half the season is gone they should have been able to gel but still yeah. if you're saying that united don't feel like a team is it because of the bad coaching or is it because of the bad attitude of the players shivang would say bad attitude i don't no, know no no i would say it's bad everything but again ralph ragnick is not responsible how they play and on the field while they have been coached and while the external factors are also there the position being so murky the officials being dubious but but do you do you not blaming the var officials every day but still no, no, the performances no, are, are still, so bad so bad but, like yeah but it, ha- it has ralph ragnick turned out to be exactly what you expected ralph ragnick set out with the president of counter pressing the players and aren't, aren't yeah. doing that they don't have the goal the heart to run all in you know throughout the game yeah. you know the like with the likes of sala jota mane liverpool attacking like uh, defending from the front closing the gap same goes yeah, for manchester city man same goes for manchester every, city mares foden bernardo silva exactly Silva's. every big team in the in the top leagues they do the same chelsea you see so many players so many philosophies on bayern munich on display absolutely bayern munich so these things they don't go hand in hand with the but, but if he is a good coach but if he is a good coach he should find alternatives to counter pressing i mean exactly. if 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 he if all he knows knows is is just counter pressing which means he is a one dimensional coach and as i said in the last episode a german tony pulis but if he's a good coach then he should find an alternative if he, if the players are not willing to run then then he should find an alternative maybe play with a mid to low block and then play on the counter but then that's that's the same thing which they did in the solskjaer also like they were depending on yeah. the counter attacks only rashford space bruno yeah. fernandes because, precision because pass, maybe because maybe because there, maybe yeah. maybe maybe the solskjaer know that knew that these players won't press they don't work hard off the ball so he was forced to play that way but then then it could not be you know happening in all the games right like if you play two games against man city in a season he beat them twice in that season just before covid yeah with that uh, low block with that same yeah exactly he played i think 3 5 2 in the both the games and he got the result out of the games against yeah, yeah. Uh, liverpool also he drew some games he lost comprehensively mm-hmm. also but he managed to get results one point or the other things in fact against chelsea also he managed but to get see, some let's results let's see ragnick ragnick is yet to play these big game i mean these big games these big rivals yeah uh, i think united will be traveling to etihad and anfield right in they succession played both yeah. their games against manchester city at home that would be the test that would be the test absolutely that would be the time to bring out the gegen pressing but <laughs> all right i think again i think that's, because that's... of the 
Yeah, that's enough for I mean, Man United right now. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's 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 move ahead. Let's uh, go ahead to Atletico Madrid. Who do we see? Who do we see? Uh, yeah, let's go with Atletico Madrid. I mean, even they haven't been convincing. They yeah, signed Joao yeah, Felix yeah. for a hundred and fifteen million pounds, and I mean, I think he's wasting his talent. career. Wasting there. his talent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luis Suarez also has hit a halt this season. He also scored twenty-five goals last season, but this season also. There are reports that him and Sangoni also aren't getting along. I think the age is catching up with him. Or yeah, yeah. I'm sure that age might be one factor, but this season I, mean, I don't think Atletico has been convincing. They, they are got, they are at fifth in the league as well yeah, now. They got Barcelona Griezmann back as leapfrogging. well. Yeah. They got Griezmann back as well, and then you know they haven't been so convincing. Their performances haven't been that good like we used to see before. And I remember the fourteen and sixteen finalists. Not to forget, they the uh, in the recent history uh, when they won they the league so as well. Hard. They worked so hard. Yeah, they on the ball they worked so hard. So off the ball also. Absolutely. Off the ball, off the ball they worked so hard. Work they so, so hard good defensively. That's the discipline yeah. inculcated from the manager, right? Diego Simeone is a very good yeah. manager. His philosophy is pretty clear that if you are not on the ball, you are not in position. You will uh, go defensively around, and then you can get the ball, turn into low block, then go because, on because because they, transitions. Because even because the kind of counters they because the kind of counters they defend they the when they are uh, attacking on a corner the Corn, kind of yeah. the the way he sets up yeah. that there is no chance for a counter attack. Counter attack, yeah. It's, Yeah, so he plays with a with a with four four two a very you know four, the four, basic four four two, but his players work very hard. Could this be the could this be this fact that Atletico players will be more hardworking than United players? Could this prove out to be the fact that you know this tie might swing in Atletico Madrid's favor? It could or... be. It could be absolutely. I mean, yeah. I it mean, it feels like a neck to neck thing. I think yeah. again on Because, the on yeah. the fact that they both are average right now. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. because the but if, average... but if if but if Ronaldo is in the mood, then I don't see Atletico doing. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying United. that United have these special players that can come clutch. It's just yeah. moments. United, to me, feel like a team of moments. They have just few moments in the game. And... Very rightly, yeah. very rightly. I think I think he Gurjot has summed up Manchester Summarize, United in yeah. one sentence brilliantly, and I think brilliantly. I mean, no one. I mean, this is one man. This is Manchester United in one line this season. A team of moments. If they have been like this players. throughout, I mean, two three seasons also, not this season. This season, I think Solskjaer. This season, but this they season performed consistent. Yeah, yeah, but this season, I think this this is exactly how anyone would define you know define Manchester United, a team of moments. All right, guys, predictions. I mean, away leg, first leg is at uh, the Athletic Madrid's home. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, Ronaldo. If Ronaldo starts. Ronaldo would should Ronaldo start? Yeah, he yeah, start. Ronaldo should start. He will yeah. start. Okay. That's why he was rested against Burnley. <laughs> But their match is next week. There's again a match on Saturday, Southampton. Oh, yeah. But still, they have so many games in 22 days. They have to get four or five games. I think 22 days only in the span of three weeks. So then again, he's 37. Recently turned 37. Then you need to take care, right? Even if it's Christmas. I feel Burnley, like though. I feel like it'll it'll going to be a goalless draw. I don't know, but it feels Ball like zero a goalless draw. Shivang would would yeah. would Shivang would be very discouraged to wait to to stay up till three thirty and not get not getting to see even a single I've, goal. I've been staying up till five o'clock and seeing United surrender <laughs> leads from two zero one zero. 
even going on you know out of the fa cup on penalties so it's not a big thing i saw that aston villa game man <laughs> 2-0 i was very happy i was very happy that aston villa match <laughs> But I think so, but let's see. Yeah, yeah Cristiano. Shiva, what do you think? Cristiano starting and scoring would be fine, but still, I don't know. I'm not sure really. It could be a draw. A zero-zero draw is on the cards. You are always downplaying Manchester United like that, even on Twitter. Even Reverse on, psychology. Uh, even Reverse on psychology. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like not helping. It's it's anyways not helping. If, no. to, if if anyone who doesn't know Shivang Shivang Raina is a master of master of dark jinxing. He has he has practiced. A, I don't know From how, but he has. Dark arts. Yeah, he has. He has. He's a master of dark arts, and he jinx. I mean, I I can't even. I can't. <laughs> I cannot even put into words. His jinxing is on another level. So sometimes he tries to reverse jinx fixtures as well. So he's trying to reverse jinx the fixture here so that the result goes in Manchester United's way, and it might turn. And it might turn out to be true. Like if, what if, will? He'll, We'll wait what for the match and then we'll come winning. back to this episode. I mean, what nobody knows they could go on to they could go on to win the whole thing. Who knows? They're not exactly. Chelsea. It's, They're not Chelsea Football Club. Sadly, see, see, see the reverse jinxing has already cup. begun. It's a cup thing. You don't have to be consistent. Yeah, yeah you they, just have they, to get they get eliminated uh, from exactly. the cup things, you know, pretty early. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But you, but Cristiano Ronaldo is Mister UEFA Champions League, and if you exactly. have Cristiano Ronaldo the in your team. Boy. Yeah, you anything can happen. Predictions, guys. I think we've discussed this long enough. We have one more fixture. What do you, What do you so, think of so, uh, the fixture? Your predictions are yeah, yeah. meaning. Uh, for Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, United victory. You've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Atletico uh, Madrid are not in good good form. United will easily not easily, but they will edge out. Right? I am I am going with the United victory. Uh, I think. I think United will win other away leg as well, and then home leg might have turn out to be a boring draw. But United will get through the fixture. What about you guys? All right. And I'm so and saying, I'm saying this zero, zero. solely on the fact that they have Cristiano Ronaldo in, your, in their team. Absolutely. I said zero zero. First leg. Right. First leg nil nil. Nil. What about you, Shiva? Cristiano to score if he starts, maybe. Alright, so two of us, two, two of us are saying that United will score away uh, an away goal. Gurjot says that it will be a goalless draw. Let's see. All right, moving on to the last fixture, which is uh, Benfica versus Ajax. I think let's let's just uh, because of the fact that Shivang rates Eric Ten Hag very highly, who is the Ajax manager. <laughs> I think we should let Shivang continue with he 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 wants Eric Ten Hag very badly at Manchester United next like, season. Who doesn't? So, like so who doesn't? So let's. So let's 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 uh, let's have Shivang continue with with Absolutely. Benfica versus Ajax as well. So, so Benfica are, are at home. Benfica yeah, Benfica are at, are at home the first leg, and Ajax are traveling. They have an exceptional record of six wins in six games throughout the group stage. They just conceded five goals in the Champions League this season, and just five goals in the domestic league as well throughout the season. Their first. We don't get domestic league. Ah, it's, right. It's it's, it's the farmers' league. It's like. It's like the farmers' league of farmers. I mean, it's it's like a plumbers' league. I don't know what. To okay, you just not don't to be, be not to be disrespectful. Yeah, not to be no disrespectful to any. Yeah, no, no dis. No offense to any profession, but I mean, it's it's for the banker. So right. Yeah. Anyway, so they set out the team. You know, four to three one. The tradition four to three one. But the games acts plays. They have more control in the games. Control, which we have heard from Ralf Ragnick so much. So Eric Ten Hag, he's a very disciplined manager. I have seen his performances at Ajax. 
he worked very well in scouting the young talent nurturing them then in com- incorporating them into the teams like donny van der beek was there matches delete from ax uh, right now sebastian haller who is a top scorer in champions league 10 goals in the group stages he's been yeah, exceptional goals yeah he has been exceptional form for ax this season and not to forget dusan tadic also he's also playing very well this season yeah, uh, sebastian haller and dusan tadic are premier league rejects and they are bossing yeah they are bossing their West Ham reject that too. West Ham, West Ham, Ham is a West Ham reject. The other is a Southampton South reject. Hampton and reject, yeah. I don't know if it's Eric Ten Hag's coaching or because of the fact that it's a plumbers league. I don't know. We'll we'll yeah. find it find out soon if Eric Ten Hag makes his way to Old Trafford. <laughs> right. Yeah, still a Which, big question mark over it. But yeah. let's 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 see. But I still don't want Pochettino, no. Anyways. Yeah. So that's a different conversation we'll do a different episode you can do a different episode on that and then talk right. about all your frustrations on that <laughs> the whole rants over there yeah yeah so benfica you know they also are playing in a 3421 like the defensive uh, team set out the 3421 with two number 10s with one striker one number 9 over there but there is so much flexibility in the system and not only in the system but personnel wise as well if there are players you know moving from position to position but one standout performance which i have seen throughout this season for benfica it has been nicolas otamendi the former man city player he has been rock solid for benfica this season and nunes the number 9 for benfica he has been an exceptional form yeah nunes and, yeah nunes that is nunes and just not to forget jo mario who used to be a very good player for monaco is still there in ben- now he's there in benfica and he's been you know they're bossing it around but anyways they're still third in the league so sporting uh, like porto and sporting respectively are first and second in the league but which uh, you know we already discussed this point that these are the leagues which are not that competitive competitive against the premier league and the serie a and the la ligas but i still believe that a firm uh, pinchless they have this uh, physicality in their game the portuguese players the portuguese leagues so many south american players playing in these leagues Colum- uh, colombian players and uh, you know recently we had luis diaz move to liverpool right from porto yeah. he has been also yeah. a very good player for colombia and for porto as well a very good catch for joan block so i still believe benfica also have a very good system working out for their teams and they could be a very good competition between ajax and benfica though i still feel that ax will edge it out i mean they have the superior hand both on paper and both performance wise they have the track record with them and a very good club they have history on their side as well uh, ax amsterdam and uh, even even though we feel that they are not like superior uh, like in the league they are not playing as much as well as the other teams but still mm-hmm. who knows maybe a good uh, performance from benfica also and from ax also it could edge out in Uh, like either way it could edge out either way of the game on their night so in the first leg at benfica who knows uh, i mean what do you think rajod what what are your point of views for that yeah i i, I do think that ajax will edge it out because of how hot sebastian haller is has been mm-hmm. and i think they would have sufficient firepower to win i think both the legs against benfica right so benfica plays with a back 3 and ajax ajax play with a 4231 yeah do you think playing with a back 3 would give benfica any added advantage or uh, because of the fact that ajax have been in so in in such a great form both domestically and in europe would would prove out to be too too much for for benfica i think benfica would like to play on its strength right so they have this system working and it's very much successful for them though they're not 
where they would want to be and like position wise but still they have the system working on and uh, edging out for like edging for the point that acts have been successful in their own rigid system 4231 it could give a very good advantage to the you know the awaiting in the first leg as well all right so i think all of us can agree that it will be an ix win absolutely a 2120 win would be a fine win ix to win both legs ix to get a yeah. uh, get a win on both legs yeah proceed yeah. to round of uh, like the last eight yeah all right so i think uh, we've we've covered every fixture and uh, i just want to say something yeah yeah go please. ahead yeah i just want to say that please don't have me on these champions league episodes <laughs> i feel so left out i feel so left out and bored i think bhanu can easily do a job so it's my humble request don't get me on these episodes you should, man you should ask our guys talking to, about you know, your clubs get arsenal into if, champions if, league if 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 all our teams go through the round of sixteen, we'll we'll get Banu for the quarterfinal episode. Yeah, I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully next season, if if Arsenal do does well, but but yeah, it's I mean the Premier League's. I think the race to the top four is going to be more expensive. But yeah, different conversation. Tottenham, <laughs> Antonio Conte, United, uh, Arsenal, all are there. <clears throat> but yeah, different conversation. So yeah, guys, I think we've come to an end of this particular episode. I think it might just be the longest episode that we recorded. Uh, it's just that you know when you're having nice fun talk. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the fact that when you're talking about something that you like with the people that. you know share the same vibes with you i mean you you lose track of time i think that's exactly what we did when we started this episode we came out with a with the fact that we would give a, an x amount of time to every fixture and so that this ex- episode doesn't exceed more than 60 to 70 minutes but i think it's an easily an 80 to 90 minutes episode and without saying much having said that i think we should conclude this episode here guys anything to add that would be yeah, i think looking Just, forward Yeah, looking smash, forward. Yeah, smash so, that like button, smash that subscribe button. Yeah, please, please. Channel. We are, we are, we are on Spotify. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Amazon Music. Amazon, we are on Google yeah. Podcasts. We are on YouTube. We are on the five most popular podcast platforms, audio platforms that there are. So please, please give it a follow. Do smash a us, like. Yeah, give us your feedback. What would you like us to do better? Let us know what we are doing better. What we what what is it that you like? What is what is it that you want us to do? That would make this podcast even more engaging for you. So please give us all your feedback. All our social medias, all our uh, email IDs, everything is in the description below. Yeah, guys. So I think that's pretty much it. Hope you liked our uh, episode. I think uh, hope we predicted out every fixture correctly. We'll get we'll we'll figure it out in the next uh, next month or so. But yeah, till then, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, guys. So please stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah, stay at home and look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye bye.